the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The president has a major problem. Actually, as Chuck Noll once said about one of his running backs, Sidney Thornton, a long time ago, he has many problems and they are great, but his major problem is with his dog, whose name, by the way, is Major. And uh, Michael LaRosa, he's a spokesman for Jill Biden. I guess she's in charge of the dog. Anyway, Michael said, quote, Major, the Biden's younger dog, will undergo some additional training to help him adjust to life in the White House. The off-site training, uh, the off-site private training will take place in the Washington area, and it is expected to last a few weeks. He's being banished. And Daniel Turner, who's the founder of Power of the Future and a regular guest on this show, uh, and a, obviously a dog guy. He wrote a piece about this today. He says that it's all about the training. I agree with him on that. I'm a dog guy, and I've done some dog training. I'm by no means a dog expert, um, by any means. But I, I think because of the course that I took, I, I do know more than most people about how to train a dog. And one important thing that I learned when it comes to dogs and their behavior and how they react with humans is that there has to be a leader of the pack. And if the human doesn't establish him or herself as the leader, the dog will take over. So there may be some confusion in the White House about just who is in charge. Have you heard that theory anywhere? Anyway, not sure if that's what's happening with Major, but he's biting people, and that's not good. Uh, Daniel Turner's theory is that Major was only a campaign prop, and he was there because of all the talk about Donald Trump not having a dog, so they wanted to show that Joe was a dog guy and Blah, blah, blah. Anyway, that, that wouldn't surprise me at all. I'm, I'm cynical enough to believe that's the case, but there's obviously no proof of that. But I have my own theory. I think that Major's never going to see the White House again. And it doesn't mean that he's uh, been put in a pound somewhere. Uh, they'll find a home for him. It's just that, you, you know, you can't have a dog biting people in the Oval Office. So uh, he's got to go. But there will be a German Shepherd, a well-trained one, who is going to show up in a few weeks and his name is going to be Major, and he's going to look just like the original Major. But he's going to be a stunt double, and Joe and Jill will take credit for giving him a second chance, and they'll milk it for everything that it's worth. Major won't bite anyone in the White House again, at least the original Major won't. Meanwhile, on to other things, uh, because of a lawsuit, dead people have less chance of voting in Pennsylvania now. Uh, We're going to talk to the man responsible for that lawsuit when we come back. Also, in our second half hour, I'm going to talk to a a guy, a young guy who just graduated from college last year, not even a full year ago, and he's already running for political office. He also happens to be a former student of mine. That's all coming up after the break. Stick around. Executive producer and MyPillow founder Mike Lindell comes the hilarious new faith-based comedy Church People with a special guest appearance from Mike himself. Church People is a hilarious, heartwarming reminder that the gospel is enough. It all starts when America's youth pastor, Guy Sides, realizes he's stuck in the megachurch marketing machine and wants to find his passion again. But when Guy attempts to get back to the heart of ministry, he is thrust into the throes of dissuading his misguided church leadership from performing a strange and potentially blasphemous stunt for the upcoming Easter service while navigating his own personal problems. Church people will leave you laughing out loud while ultimately reminding you of the true meaning of the gospel. Watch Church People at SalemNow.com. That's SalemNow.com. 
Use promo code Pittsburgh for additional savings at SalemNow.com. It's totally normal to be constipated with belly pain, straining, and bloating again and again. No way. You could have a chronic condition called irritable bowel syndrome with constipation, or IBSC. Linzess, or linaclotide, is a prescription that treats IBSC in adults. Linzess works differently than laxatives to help relieve belly pain and let you have more frequent and complete bowel movements. Individual results may vary. Do not give to children less than six. And it should not be given to children 6 to less than 18. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Linzess and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. Talk to your doctor today. You may be able to save on Linzess and make fewer trips to the pharmacy. See if you're eligible to pay as little as $30 for 90 days. Visit Linzess.com or call 1-800-L-I-N-Z-E-S-S. Sponsored by AbbVie and Ironwood Pharmaceuticals. It's finally time to replace that old leaky roof, or how about some new siding? You can count on Windows R Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. This is John Steigerwald. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows R Us offers repair and replacement for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, windows, entry doors, even decks. A leaky roof left unfixed can lead to mold and mildew. Maybe you lost siding during the recent windstorms. Don't put those repairs off. Windows R Us offers 12 months no interest financing and no processing fee through Dollar Bank. Want new factory direct replacement windows for your home or office? Choose from 100% vinyl, commercial aluminum, wood, and composite. And how'd you like to never clean your gutters again? For a limited time, get a free gutter filter with the purchase of complete siding or roof replacement. That offers valid through 63021. All with 12 months, no interest, no processing fee, and backed by the best warranty in the industry. Schedule your free estimate and inspection today at windowsrustpittsburgh.com. That's windowsrustpittsburgh.com. If you're thinking of replacing your carpets due to pet stains and odors, you must try Genesis 950. The reviews are amazing, as this is one product that actually works. With water, it breaks down the bonds of stains and odors, so they're gone for good. Its antibacterial component removes pet odors from carpet and padding. It can be used in a carpet cleaning machine, and it's green, so it's safe for your family and pets. Genesis 950 is made in America. If you are tired of pet cleaners that don't work, it's time to buy Genesis 950. One gallon of industrial-strength Genesis 950 makes up to seven gallons of cleaner. But Genesis 950 is not just for pet stains. It's great for bathrooms, kitchens, floors, upholstery, and grease stains. Consider Genesis 950 before purchasing new carpets. Genesis 950 has great customer service. Order one gallon direct at Genesis950.com to receive a free spray bottle, free shipping, and $10 coupon using code PETS. That's $10 coupon using code PETS. That's Genesis950.com. Discount only available at Genesis950.com. Genesis 950, much cheaper than replacing your carpets the john steigerwall show am 1250 the answer be a lot harder for democrats to get votes from dead people in pennsylvania it's amazing that it took a lawsuit but the public interest legal foundation won its suit against the pennsylvania department of state jay christian adams is the president of that organization and he joins us now christian thanks for being here again hey hey john how are you uh, it wasn't that long ago we had you on, but this uh, this kind of popped up just in the last couple of days, uh, this lawsuit. Here, here's a, here's factcheck.org uh, from back in November, on November 10th last year, 2020. This is what the headline said. Misleading claim of dead registered voters in Pennsylvania. That's the headline. And then under, under that, it's under the heading, the quick take. It says, quote, a misleading claim that more than 20, 21,000 registered voters in Pennsylvania are dead is circulating online. The figure comes from a conservative group that failed to convince a federal judge in October that his list was accurate. So there you go. What changed? Well, th- that's a propaganda outlet. Uh, fact check is like fake fact check. It's not a real right. outlet. And I'm so glad you found that tweet because I remember that. And I said, okay. We know these are dead registrants that are on the voter rolls. We know it's a fact. It just shows you the desperate and de- the desperation that these groups will go to to hide vulnerabilities in our elections because, indeed, nothing changed. And they were dead then. They're dead now. That's why Pennsylvania agreed to remove them from the rolls. Yeah, and um, I'm thinking back to the time. Now, this, this, uh, this was written, this piece was written uh, on November 10th. 
but um, it, the, the election obviously was November 3rd. So uh, this is in response to things that claims that were being made in the aftermath of the election. And we all know what was going on in multiple states, including West Virginia. So um, uh, this this was just uh, them getting maybe a little bit defensive about the whole voter fraud thing. Exactly. What you need to understand, as shocking as it might sound, there's a whole bunch of nonprofit money, like philanthropic money uh, from big foundations that are actually paying journalists and outlets to write garbage like this, to deny that there's vulnerabilities in our system. Most of these guys are like like paratroopers in the newspapers. They, they put them there to put up a smoke screen about vulnerabilities, voter fraud, uh, you know, dead people on the rolls, non-citizens voting. Remember, John, we found a guy registered in Pittsburgh down in Swissville seven times. He had seven active registrations. His name was Rashawn Slade. Now, I'm not saying he did anything wrong, but that shows how messed up the voting system is in Pennsylvania, that somebody can get registered to vote seven times. And these journalists or so-called journalists, their job is to hide these problems so you don't know about it. Yeah, I, I remember I had you on the show a couple of years ago uh, in the early days of the show, um, and uh, you were talking about Pennsylvania, but you were you were talking about steal the vote. I think that was your uh, uh, you were you were you've been talking about this for a long time. Is my point correct? The Public Interest Legal Foundation issued a really great report called "Stealing the Vote," uh, and it, it it's by the way it's spelled S T E E L. Even though that is incorrect, we get the joke right. And yeah, right, right. You Pittsburgh. can get this online. And what we did is we got all these amazing records of, of voters writing to the election office saying, please take me off the rolls. I'm from Guatemala or I'm not a U.S. citizen. I was tricked into registering to vote. And these people were voting in Pennsylvania elections uh, and they and they were not U.S. citizens. So this is an ongoing and longstanding problem in Pennsylvania. We're actually still suing uh, the Commonwealth uh, in federal court to get the records of all these non-citizen registrations. PennDOT screwed up, and they let them on the rolls for 20 years. And they're hiding the ball now, John, and they won't tell the public, they won't tell the Public Interest Legal Foundation how bad the problem was. And uh, getting back to this issue with the dead people, uh, how long have these dead people been on the uh, uh, voting rolls? Well, that's that's the other problem. Is now some of them were only a year or two or three dead. Some were five, some were ten. But we found a substantial number of people who've been dead for twenty years on Pennsylvania's voter rolls. That's the problem: is the 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 state wasn't looking at all the tools. It wasn't looking at all the data it could have to prevent this from happening. These people were dead during when Bill Clinton was president. I mean, that's how bad it was. So uh, if 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 I want to cast a vote for a dead person, um, by a dead person, I guess is what I mean. Um, how do I do that? If, if, I, if I have access to these rolls and I can see that this person is dead but he's registered to vote, can I cast a vote for him? Well, there's two ways that could happen. Number one, because Pennsylvania no longer has voter ID, there's no way to check to make sure that somebody is who they say they are. But more importantly, number two, Remember the rush last year to mail ballots. Everybody was rushing to mail ballots, and your Supreme Court there said not only are we going to rush to mail ballots, but you can send them in late, and you can send them in with no postmark. I mean, that's how ridiculous it was in Pennsylvania. And so that's what we see most commonly is people who vote for the dead are often family members that are surviving. Sometimes uh, I had a case once, Lafayette Keaton uh, was a, a man who voted for his dead son, and he only got caught because of Social Security fraud. And and so this is an example of how mail ballots last year uh, built in more vulnerabilities into the system when you've got dead people on the voter rolls. Now, what do we know about um, how those dead voters may have affected this past election last November? In well, we never will know. Yeah, we never will know that. I mean, we are going to be able to quantify exactly how many of them voted for sure, uh, there's obviously no way they made the difference in Pennsylvania when you're only dealing with 21,000 deads on the rolls altogether. But, you know, there's other elections. There's elections that are decided by one or two votes uh, in, in places. So, mm -hmm. you know, how much fraud are we willing to tolerate? How, much, uh, how many vulnerabilities in our system are okay? This isn't rocket science. When you have dead people on the voter rolls, you get them off.
Yeah, I mean, it shouldn't be that tough. But so, um, you, you did you you have the uh, the U.S. Department of Justice on your side on on this lawsuit? Well, that's correct. They actually Pennsylvania came in. And they argued, hey, we don't have to be perfect. It's okay if 21,000 dead people are on the rolls. And the U.S. Department of Justice, which, by the way, the Trump administration did. This wasn't the current. Uh, That's came what I was going yeah. Yeah, they filed a brief that said, uh, that ain't the standard. It isn't whether you're perfect. It's whether you're doing a reasonable job and, uh, and, and that the state is responsible. They tried to pan it off on the counties. The Justice Department said, no, 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 no. Uh, the states have an obligation to have clean elections, not just the counties. But uh, in in the process of this, uh, all this going on, I mean, who from the state is defending or or um, diminishing the fact that these these so many dead people are registered, still registered to vote? I mean, who, who's making the argument that it doesn't matter during the course of all this? Well, it's Kathy Bukvar. It was the Secretary of the Commonwealth uh, who appoint, was appointed by Governor Wolf. It was her office that was saying it doesn't make a difference. Uh, she's no longer there because she screwed up like all the other secretaries of state do in Pennsylvania. The previous one resigned because uh, he was allowing aliens and non-citizens to register to vote. That's what caused him to resign. That's what, and the case we still have going because Pennsylvania will not reveal the facts about how many aliens registered to vote and what they did about it. We've asked for the documents. We've been in federal court for almost two years, and Pennsylvania won't give up the, the facts to the citizens. They're even ignoring legislative oversight. Members of the General Assembly in Pennsylvania has asked for the same facts, and, uh, and, the, and the election officials are hiding it. Um, and and they, they, they're not shy about it. I mean, you'd think that somebody would say, oh, you found you found dead people voting. Let's fix that. There would only be one reason for them not to want to fix it, because they, they kind of like it, right? Well, they're hiding their screw-ups. I think that is the number one reason oh, okay. that they don't want people to know how bad non-citizen voting was in Pennsylvania. For 20 years, John, PennDOT started messing this up 20 years ago or more, where they were allowing aliens and non-citizens, when they go get a driver's license, they would invite them to register to vote, and at least 10,000 did. And it might be more than that. We just don't know because they're hiding the facts from the public. And I would think everyone listening cares about non-citizens voting and canceling your vote out in Pennsylvania, and yet your secretary of the Commonwealth refuses to tell the truth to the people about what happened. Just give us the documents we asked for. We're talking to Jay Christian Adams. He's the president of the Public Interest Legal Foundation. Just won a lawsuit against the state, the Commonwealth, I guess the proper term, uh, uh, for um, to, to get the dead registered voters off the off the rolls. So, what was the settlement? I mean, it didn't go to trial. So, what are the terms? Why, right. why did they Pen- settle? Pennsylvania has to start using new tools that they weren't using before uh, to find the dead people. Things. Albor, uh, one, for example, is called the Cumulative Social Security Death Index, which means going back and looking at everybody who died, not just the people who died last month. And somewhere along the way, they started screwing that up and not looking at all the you know, cumulative deaths. So Pennsylvania has to go back and start using these tools they weren't using and then tell the counties, okay, here are the dead people on your rolls, take action. And so... Uh, you know, it's just a function of using stuff they weren't using before. They paid our attorney's fees. Not much, by the way. We waived a lot of attorney's fees so they could buy these tools. So the Public Interest Legal Foundation essentially made a donation to the state of Pennsylvania or the Commonwealth to fix the problem. Uh, but, you know, that's how it goes. But it was settled out of court. So uh, would you have preferred... Uh, getting your day in court, maybe get, getting more publicity for it, uh, or are you happy just to get the settlement and get the heck out of there? Yeah, the Public Interest Legal Foundation is about fixing things, not getting publicity. And mm-hmm. so we were perfectly happy to have the Commonwealth say, okay, we're going to start using these other tools. Uh, okay, here's some of your attorney's fees for having to do this. What we'd like to do is settle the non citizen alien voting case. Uh, so we all, all your listeners, everybody in Pennsylvania, could learn all the details of how they screwed up at PennDOT for 20 years to allow aliens to vote. 
Now, Pennsylvania, as everybody knows, isn't the only state with the problem with voting. Um, your organization has brought other suits. Where do they stand? Who else are you suing? Oh, my gosh. Uh, uh, you name it. Texas, uh, Mississippi, North Carolina, Maryland, Maine, Illinois, all over the country. We're working to have clean elections. Uh, and if sometimes you have to do litigation and file lawsuits. Um, but we've been winning. Virginia, we won Last fall, we stopped Virginia from accepting ballots late with no postmark. Sound familiar? And mm-hmm. so, um, you know, in other states, they've taken a different approach than some people in Pennsylvania have, uh, you know, trying to fix problems. But you all have a – you guys have a, um, shall we say, a very ideological administration in Harrisburg that doesn't like to do what um, makes sense sometimes. Yeah, um, and what, what what's your just your general um, opinion of what happened in November in Pennsylvania? Do you think that there was massive fraud? Do you think that uh, the wrong uh, person was declared the winner? I'm talking about the presidential race. Well, that's a hard question to answer. I can tell you there was total chaos, and mm-hmm. we have rules for elections ahead of time so everybody feels that the outcome is fair. And what happened in Pennsylvania is your Supreme Court started issuing rulings that were totally contrary to Pennsylvania law, making it up as they went along. You had chaos in Philadelphia, complete chaos, with uh, all this private money going into the Philadelphia election offices from Silicon Valley billionaires to do things that the Silicon uh, Valley billionaires wanted the Philadelphia election office to do like buy radio ads to get out the vote. They went door to door. They set up uh, drop boxes all around Philly where people were filmed breaking the law, dropping bundles of multiple ballots in, which is contrary to Pennsylvania law. You had the Supreme Court saying count ballots late uh, with no postmarks, which invited chaos. Uh, The whole situation in Pennsylvania was one of system breakdown. The, The election broke down into a chaotic mess. Counties were treated differently. Westmoreland was treated differently than Montgomery. Somerset's treated differently than Philadelphia. And all all in all, it was just chaos. But bottom line, are we ever going to find out? uh, uh, Should anybody ever be 100% confident, let me put it that way, that uh, Joe Biden won Pennsylvania? Well, we're working on that. There's no doubt he won Pennsylvania because of the rules of the game being changed. Make no mistake. The chaos and the manipulation of the process, it's not even straight up voter fraud, but the manipulation of the process and the and the vulnerabilities that the manipulation created, and particularly in Philadelphia, are just astonishing. I've never seen anything like it. I've been I've been working on election litigation back even when I was at the Justice Department fifteen years ago, sixteen years ago. And there's nothing like this that I've ever seen, like what took place on the eastern side of the state with the chaos. And finishing up here with uh, Jay Christian Adams. He's the president of Public Interest Legal Foundation, and uh, his organization just uh, had a settlement in a lawsuit against the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania over dead voters. Um, every, I think, uh, I think, I'm pretty sure Georgia's been in the news here a little bit lately. Any thoughts on what's what's uh, being said about Georgia and how what what the truth actually is? Yeah, that's a great question, John, because the same people who are cooking up uh, fabrications in, in, uh, about the Pennsylvania case are also cooking up fabrications about Georgia law. Georgia law is like the most – it's so easy to vote in Georgia, you almost have to try not to. The way – all the different ways that they allow you to vote in Georgia, which are way easier than Pennsylvania, believe me. But uh, in Georgia – for some reason, the liars are out in full force with millions of dollars to lie. And uh, I think most people support things like voter ID and making sure that you can only vote if you are who you say you are on an absentee ballot. You know, signature verification, uh, you know, cleaning up the voter rolls. These are popular things, not unpopular, but you wouldn't know that listening to the mainstream media. Hey, uh, Jay Christian Adams, I'm out of time. Uh, Congratulations on uh, winning that uh, suit, and uh, keep up the good work. Hope to have you on again. Thanks, John. Take care. Okay, that's Jay Christian Adams. It's the Public Interest Legal Foundation. They beat Pennsylvania.
With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. Police are taking a closer look at what appears to have been an accidental shooting of a black man in a suburb of Minneapolis at a press conference at Brooklyn Center. Minnesota Police Chief uh, Tim Gannon said the officer shouted taser while struggling with a suspect. That is part of the officer's training prior to deploying a taser, which is a less lethal device. That is done to make her partners aware, as well as the subject, that a taser deployment will be imminent. Brooklyn Center Police Chief Tim Gannon is describing the shooting as an accidental discharge. Michigan wants more coronavirus vaccine from Washington as it battles a spike in cases, but Washington says it will send other support, but no additional vaccines, at least not for now. On Wall Street, the Dow Jones Industrial Average right now down by 112 points. The NASDAQ is struggling as well. It's off by 71. This is SRN News. I have two dogs, Sam and Bailey. Both are golden retrievers. Poor Sam, he was a mess. Always itching, his paws were soaking wet all day from just constant licking. He had bald spots on his back. I just don't like putting shots and steroids into your dog all the time. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Dynavite is nutrition. Probably two weeks after he started Dynavite, I started seeing great improvements. And today, 99% of his issues are non-existent. It's amazing stuff. Since Bailey has been 12 weeks old, he's been a Dynavite dog. And he has zero issues today. He won't eat his food without Dynavite. When I get out the Dynavite, my dogs actually salivate, like I'm getting them a treat. They drool over it. Dynavite is the best thing you can do for your dog. You won't believe how happy your dog will be. I get my Dynavite from D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Dr. Sebastian Gorka wants America to use common sense. Nobody, nobody is allowed to know your health information. So why would a business, why would Delta Airlines, the local news agent, the local hot dog stand, have the right to your health information? They don't. America First with Dr. Sebastian Gorka. Afternoons at 3, right before John Steigerwald at 5 on AM 1250. The answer. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-555-2085. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes, are overweight, or have high blood pressure. Term Provider has helped thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term life insurance. To buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you, all you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-555-2085. Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800-555-2085. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds, too. Call 800-555-2085. 800-555-2085. It's easy and profitable to be kind to others when you enter the Kindness Challenge. Each day for 30 days, we'll post a new act of kindness you can do for others. On May 3rd, you could win $12,000 towards a new vehicle for you and another $12,000 for a hometown hero. See terms and conditions for complete details. You can make a difference in others' lives when you enter the Kindness Challenge. Share your kindness with others. Enter today at TheAnswerPGH.com. AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. A division of Salem Media Group. Listen on the Answer mobile app, smart speakers, tune in, iHeart, or radio.com. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. Dreary, drizzly, and busy out there, slowing around the highways just about everywhere you go. Outbound Parkway East, looking all stacked up from Boulevard of the Allies to the Squirrel Hill Tunnel. On the inbound side, heavy into the tunnel and making your way down to the Fort Pitt Bridge. Parkway West, about a four-minute delay outbound. Banksville Road to Green Tree inbound, not too bad at all. On outbound 28, that's slowing Grant Avenue up to the Highland Park Bridge. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, The Answer. Weather. You'll need the umbrella for this afternoon. 
It will be mostly cloudy with a few showers and a thunderstorm, high 57. Mostly cloudy tonight, low 46. Tomorrow, a mix of clouds and sunshine, high 68. Mostly cloudy for tomorrow night, low 46. For Wednesday, remaining cloudy with a high of 65. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Cheryl Golden. This is the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. Now we just told you in our last segment about dead voters being taken off the rolls in Pennsylvania. That means that Mitch Montani is going to have to win his first election by getting, you know, people to, who are alive to, uh, to vote for him only. Mitch is only one year removed from graduating from Waynesburg University, and he wants to be a baseball announcer, among other things. So why is he running for school board? Mitch is here now. Thanks for being on the show, Mitch. How you doing? Pretty good, John. Thanks for having me. So uh, I should, a full disclosure, Mitch was in my uh, class or two of mine down at Waynesburg. Um, so what's a, what's a young guy like you doing uh, jumping into politics, and why the school board? Well, I think it could use a new perspective overall. You know, generally you see school board members ages 40s, 50s, 60s, sometimes 70s or older. I think it could use somebody who just got the experience of going through college less than a year ago, going through high school less than five years ago, and somebody who can bring some new ideas to the table. I also think that, and this is kind of a two-part thing, the other reason why I'm running is because I think overall politics need to be built from the ground up. It's a mess nationally and statewide. I think we can all agree on that with the government throughout both the state and the country. So the only way to rebuild that, in my opinion, is to get people involved and to help win elections on a local level. People should care about who their, who their school directors are, who their commissioners are, who their local councilmen are, and the state reps. You know, all of those things matter. And personally, people have more of a difference-making tendency when it comes to local elections. So people need to get involved more, and I want to help spearhead that a little bit. So um, you said we're all in agreement, are we? I mean, I agree with everything you just said there about everything being a mess, but but do the people in the Chartiers Valley School District agree with you on that? Well, I'm not sure about that. I just think that generally from my perspective, at least, the, the biggest way I can contribute to helping the overall problems that we as a country and we as a state see is to get involved locally because that's where the differences are going to be made. And these are the people that impact my life and everybody's life the greatest. It's local officials. They control the taxes that everybody sees on a daily basis pretty much. And they're right in our own backyards. They're our neighbors. They're our friends. And we need to get more involved in getting the people that we want to get elected, elected locally, and that'll help make a difference on a larger scale. Uh, Republican, Democrat, or none of the above for you? Uh, I like to call myself a middle-of-the-road Democrat, full disclosure, sir. Oh, okay. So you're a Democrat. That's that's um, The Democrats are the ones who are taking most of the criticism for the terrible condition that schools are in everywhere, especially in the cities. They've been Absolutely. in charge. Um, and, and I think that's because in the major cities, you see that people are primarily Democrats overall. Uh, that's just mm-hmm. demographically how it works. Uh, this obviously a much different scale. I'm in a pretty balanced voter district. Um, Chartiers Valley School District is where I'm running. Um, yeah. You know, and I, I love talking to people. You know, I have, I, in a school board race, you have to cross file. So I've been going door to door and talking to so many people, um, Democrats and Republicans. I need to get signatures. I had to get signatures for both to get on the ballot. Um, And I only needed 10 for each side, but I got 26 of each, 26 Democrats, 26 Republicans to sign uh, my petition to get me on the ballot. And I, I enjoy talking to people, John. I really do. I enjoy hearing everybody's opinion. And those are the kind of people we need because we need people that are willing to hear to hear other people out, regardless of whether or not you agree with them. And mm-hmm. I think if and then this this goes back to the ground up mentality. If we can get our leaders to listen to people 
on a local level, it'll produce better leaders on a national and statewide scale. And I think uh, those are the kind of people we need in our local governments. And how old are you, Mitch? 23 years old. All right, we're talking well, to Mitch Mo- school board candidate. <laughs> yeah, we're talking to Mitch Montani, and he, he is a uh, he is a candidate for a school board in uh, at Chartiers Valley District. Uh, and I, I saw your I saw somewhere maybe on the Waynesburg website um, that you were running, and, I, and then I've I've seen your yard signs, and you talked about having to go out and get the signatures. But aside from that, and yard signs, and uh, uh, knocking on doors, what else is involved in campaigning for a school board spot? Well, I mean, it's it's a lot more work, work, and uh, certain little nuances that come with it. Than I expected. I have I have never obviously had an experience running for public office before, so this has been an entirely new ball game for me. But again, I've enjoyed it. You got to go door to door. You got to get the signatures. You got to file with the county. You have to file a um, I think it's called a financial statement or whatever it is to to say where you work and all of that. You know, there's a lot of paperwork to fill out, and then there's more paperwork to find to fill out if you got to raise a little bit of money. In which case, I do have to raise a little bit of money because there's eight people running for four open spots on the school board. So, in order to pay for those yard signs and pay for pamphlets to hand out and um, all of the other things that come with door knocking and door hangers, all of that stuff requires a little bit of spending money. Uh, to campaign. So I'm getting used to all that stuff. It's I'm kind of taking it in stride, but trying to have fun with it at the same time as well. You graduated from Chartiers Valley. Uh, is it something about your experience there that, that made you want to get involved so you could make changes? Did you have bad experiences there that you, you think uh, are you know, issues that could be changed quickly? I, I didn't. Uh, quite the opposite, actually. I had a great experience at Chartiers Valley, um, and I, I want to help to make the school district better in any way I can. Uh, I had a great experience at Char Valley. I took part in athletics. I took part in um, various clubs and activities at the school. It's a good school district with great people, and I, I'm looking forward to getting as many votes from those people as I possibly can. As for my, like, political background, I sort of got um, into politics in college, and my job at the campus TV station was to produce a show called The Waynesburg Effect, Um, and it basically dived into all the political issues of the day, Uh, and thankfully for me, you know, I got to produce the show in what turned out to be a pretty darn exciting, if you want to call it that, and turbulent era for politics you know the last two and a half years i think i produced the show and and it was it was a lot of fun i enjoyed it every second of it and the best part about it too john was i got to experience the views of many different people i had people on my show that were hardcore democrats very liberal in their stances i had people that were hardcore conservatives very very republican in their stances and I got to meet a lot of those people, and we all got along, surprisingly, and we all were able to put together good content and have friendly, sometimes heated debate, but always cordial and friendly, and I think that's something we need. We need to try to bring people together. We all obviously have our differences, but we need to try to get over those differences and then come up with solutions that make our communities better. You're selling your age, your youth, as a positive. I don't blame you. I think it's a good idea. But um, what? let's talk about what it is that you think you can bring uh, some specific things. I mean, what, what will your youth, uh, how will that influence you, and what will you try to do if you uh, win one of these spots? Well, I think it's important to note as well that for a school board, you have nine members. So it's mm-hmm. a, it's it's always key to get many different points of view within those nine members. Um, So I would be one out of nine. And I think I could bring a good young perspective, especially when the other eight people are probably going to be in their forties, fifties, sixties. I think me having just gone through college also helps with all of the decisions I'll have to make. You know, I, I think that overall we don't need to rethink the way 
students progress through school, but we need to treat, take it from different angles. We want people to attack their passion overall um, as they go through school, but also set them up for careers that are going to end up paying them a good wage one day. Um, and, you know, we need so many different things in society and there's so many different openings job wise. You know, we need dirt nurses, doctors, you know, all of those types of people to, to keep us healthy. We need good, hardworking people as police officers to keep us safe. We need mechanics. We need carpenters. We need all of those people to help build the future of this country and our local communities. And I think all of those are, are important. And the big key is not all of those things I just mentioned, John, require a college education. I mean, you can go to two-year training schools and be qualified for most of those careers, and they're going to pay you good wages, you know, yep. uh, a job that allows you to have a family and feed your family and then make a good living for your family, you know. And no and, college and, loan and that's to pay something back. we got to focus on. Yeah, Absolutely, no yeah. And, uh, and we need to do a better a better job of making sure that all of those people can go either of those routes. Not everybody has to go to college. Okay. Now we, I've had a lot of discussions on this show and I've had people on to talk about it, um, about the curriculum, uh, curricula at, uh, various schools, especially in the history departments, uh, what they're teaching, what they're not teaching, uh, gender, uh, issues that are coming up and, uh, cultural things. How much how much of a, an issue uh, are those things for you? Not entirely a big one, and I think that comes a little with the area that I'm in right now. Um, Chartiers Valley, you know, not a lot of those things come up, or at least they have come up in the last, you know, long, at least since I went to school. I haven't experienced many of those things. Um, well, well, I guess I'm what I'm asking, Mitch, is do you – I don't think many people are aware of uh, some of the things that are just being taught in American history now in lots of schools because they just don't pay attention. They just assume that you're being taught the same thing. Your kids are being taught the same thing that you were taught 20, 30, 40 years ago. Um, But there's a lot of strange things happening uh, with uh, what's being taught in high schools these days about the United States of America, for example. Oh, okay. I mean, I, I mean, I, I'd take it from the same way that I was taught, you know, I mean, I'm not, I'm not sure if you have any examples, but like, I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to think from the perspective that I was taught and I'd, I'd teach it the same way. I got a good education. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, yeah, well, pretty much go from there. I mean, that's, are you, um, what, what's been the reaction to people when you knock on their door and they see your young face there and they think you're maybe delivering a pizza and you're telling them you want them to vote for oh. you for school board? Honestly, John, it's been nothing but positive, you know, from Republicans and Democrats. And I'm, I'm straight up with people. You know, there's a lot of people frustrated, and I understand that. And they come from both sides. You know, I've talked to um, – a lot of people that feel like the party they're in doesn't entirely represent them anymore, you know? Um, And that goes on both sides, you know, coming from a democratic perspective, I've talked to some Republicans that say the party of the Republican party no longer represents their views. I've talked to a lot of Democrats who say the democratic party no longer represents their views. I think people just want an outsider who is going to take things for what they are, be down the middle on a lot of issues and have an open mind. And I think it's easier for people to trust that that's going to happen with a young person in comparison to somebody who's been in the game for a lot of years. And obviously I have not been in the game for a lot of years. So I'm trying to bridge the gap and and let people know I'm always here to listen and that they can reach out to me with any questions or comments or concerns they have. And we can go forward with, what the best judgment in us judgment is on certain issues. Hey, Mitch, I'm out of time. Uh, you know how radio works, uh, and um, I really appreciate you coming on. And you're uh, representing your, uh, your both your alma maters well. Uh, it's pretty cool that you're doing this. I really think it's great. I appreciate you having me on, John. Anytime. Okay, thanks. And that's Mitch Montana. He's running for school board at Chartiers Valley District. He's 23 years old and graduated from 
college a year ago. We'll be back. It's finally time to replace that old leaky roof, or how about some new siding? You can count on Windows or Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. This is John Steigerwald. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows or Us offers repair and replacement for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, windows, entry doors, even decks. A leaky roof left unfixed can lead to mold and mildew. Maybe you lost siding during the recent windstorms. Don't put those repairs off. Windows R Us offers 12 months no interest financing and no processing fee through Dollar Bank. Want new factory direct replacement windows for your home or office? Choose from 100% vinyl, commercial aluminum, wood, and composite. And how'd you like to never clean your gutters again? For a limited time, get a free gutter filter with the purchase of complete siding or roof replacement. That offer is valid through 63021. All with 12 months, no interest, no processing fee, and backed by the best warranty in the industry. Schedule your free estimate and inspection today at windowsoruspittsburgh.com. That's windowsoruspittsburgh.com. When was the last time you watched your home movies? Do you have a VCR anymore? What about a film projector? With technology constantly changing, most families don't have a way to yeah, enjoy their recorded memories. Trapped on VHS, camcorder tapes, film reels, and photos. That's why we created Legacy Box over a decade ago. Legacy Box is an affordable mailed-in kit to have your aging media digitized to DVD, thumb drive, or the cloud. Our trained technicians digitize everything by hand right here in the U.S. Imagine being able to easily relive weddings, graduations, baby's first steps, and more. Get started future-proofing your memories today so you can gather the whole family together and begin the trip down memory lane. Plus, for a limited time, we're offering 40% off. Visit LegacyBox.com slash LBOX to get an exclusive 40% off. Buy today to take advantage of this incredible offer and send in when you're ready. Go to LegacyBox.com slash LBOX to save 40% off. LegacyBox.com slash LBOX. 2021 is the perfect time to add a healthy new habit to your daily wellness routine. Good nasal hygiene. We all know there's bad stuff in the air, allergens, bacteria, viruses, and that some of it's very dangerous. So what can you do to protect yourself? Well, you can clean your nose with Navage. Your nose is the body's air filter, and with Navage, you help your body defend itself by flushing out the crud and germs. I'm Martin Hoke, and I invented Navage, the world's only nose cleaner with powered suction. Navage is easy to use, affordable, and it has over 40,000 online reviews, averaging 4.7 stars. Join millions of Navage users to relieve congestion and allergies, breathe better, sleep deeper, snore less, and feel healthier without drugs. At Navage.com, CVS, Walgreens, Bed Bath, Target, and Rite Aid. You wash your hands and brush your teeth every day. Let 2021 be the year you start cleaning your nose with Navage. N-A-V-A-G-E. Clean nose, healthy life. Navage. Mounds and mounds of fur. Our hairballs have hairballs. Marquette Mama, she's 10 years old. She has dandruff and an oily coat. I have two cats, Zippy and Daisy. Daisy sheds like crazy. If you love your pets as much as I do, you'll want to do what's best for them to live long, healthy, happy lives. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. I just tried this wonderful, catalicious Dynavite for cats, and my cat has been on it for two weeks. She is not scratching anymore. She's not chewing anymore. It is just the best. I was thrilled when I heard Dynavite for cats was coming out because I'd seen the changes in my dog. To introduce my cat to Dynavite, I took the advice from Dynavite and put their food on top of just a scoop in the bowl just to get them used to it because I know if I even switch one little thing, they put their nose up to it. There was not one problem. Dynavite for life. You won't believe how happy your cat will be. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. You're listening to the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250. The answer. We started the show talking about Major, the the president's dog, and he's being uh, shipped out for some training because he's been biting people. And... uh, I, I, I'm a dog guy, as I've mentioned here before, and I did uh, do some training, and I, uh, I could probably do a dog tip a day. And again, not because I'm the dog whisperer. I'm far from it. I haven't even done that much training, but ju- uh, I've had dogs all my life, and when I took this course, uh, it required me to spend time with trainers and work at a shelter. I mean, it wasn't just an online course. To, uh, it was online, but I, it also involved lots of hands-on stuff and talking to trainers and everything. Uh, one of the things I learned is that 
that I made so many mistakes myself. I've had dogs all my life and behavioral issues that uh, my dogs had that were 100% my fault. Normally it's the human's fault, and I would guess that it's the human's fault in this case uh, at the White House. One, one little thing that, that no, nobody thinks about, it's called, they, they're called relationship exercises, and it's little things about how you show the dog who the leader of the pack is because that's important. There has to be a leader. Um, one little simple thing. When you, when you, are, uh, you have a young dog and he's, you're training him, puppy, uh, a little thing like when you go outside, you should not let the dog go outside first because in, in the wild, uh, dogs in the pack, they will defer to the leader of the pack to go through a narrow opening. The, the leader will go through first all the time. So if you, over time, and this young dog is uh, trying to figure out how, how to uh, exist with you, if you keep letting him pull you out the door, you're sending that dog a signal that he's the boss, not you. And it's not just that one thing, but it's accumulation of uh, many things like that that uh, let the dog know that, or tell the dog without you knowing it that he's the boss, not you, and that you're following his lead. That's probably what's happening uh, with Major at the White House. And uh, they're gonna, if they, they send him out to a behavioralist, they'll, they'll be able to fix it. And before I go, my favorite, my favorite story of the day, of course, is... Uh, Patrice Kahn Colors. She's uh, 37 years old. She's a co-founder of Black Lives Matter. She claims she's a Marxist, and she's been on a real estate buying binge. She was doing it during the time when all those uh, demonstrations were taking place. She's uh, She has just bought a $1.4 million house in L.A., which is really not that much, but she's also looked at a place in Nassau that sells for between 5 and $20 million, and she's bought two other places. Uh, so she's a real estate magnet now, and she's a Marxist. These people are just, the, hypocr- the hypocrisy is beyond belief with these people, not to mention the stupidity. But uh, she's, uh, she's a, a, a main contender now for Jerk of the Week. Patrice Con Colors, Black Lives Matter co-founder. Talk to you tomorrow. The John Staggerwald Show is a production of the Answer Pittsburgh and Salem Media Group.